Fresh Brewed Coffee Podcast is brought to you by VX Media. Our focus is on life and the many paths it takes us down as individuals and how we collectively meet as a society. On this series, I'll be both starting and having conversations about life. Sometimes I'll be having them with the guests to discuss the extraordinary things that come with it, and I hope that these conversations sit with you and impact you in some way. With that being said, it's brewing time. To episode four of the Fresh Brewed Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Dakota Patterson, Champ VX on all socials, and I am so ready, so happy, so excited to do this today. Earlier this week, I was having a conversation with a very old friend of mine online who wasn't aware that I do a podcast. So when he became aware of it, his first question to me was, Why? Why do you do a podcast? What's the point? And, you know, whenever I hear that question, I think about this little orange notebook that came with the podcast equipment as a podcast journal. And in the beginning of the journal and just throughout the journal itself, it would like ask you questions. It would ask you, what's your message? Why are you doing this? What are you doing this for? And although I think it's really great, I didn't fill out the journal because I didn't want to think too much about why I was doing it because I'm the type of person to overthink. If I'm asked the question or if I study too much on a question, I will have my answer, but then I start to think about how that answer feels or how it may feel to somebody, how that answer may affect somebody. And mindfulness is a very great thing, but if I overthink something, I tend to not do it. And, you know, I really want to take a different approach to this podcast. With the episodes that I put out on Fresh Brewed Coffee, I don't write them out. I don't plan them out. I have no idea when I'm going to record them. I typically try to record them on Wednesdays. And if not on Wednesdays, I try to get it out by Saturday. I want to do it weekly. Sometimes it's bi-weekly. There's no schedule for this podcast. And I guess my reasoning behind that is the same reasoning behind me doing the podcast in general. I just want to be as authentic, as real, as vulnerable as possible. And you know, vulnerability is such a lost art these days. A lot of us are scared to be vulnerable. So we hide behind a mask. We hide behind social media. We put on these brave faces and says, everything's fine, I'm fine, even though inside we are crumbling. And I just don't want to live that way. I've lived that way for so many years, and I just have no interest in living that way anymore. And I believe that I briefly dabbled into that topic on the Here Now Wild podcast, which is a podcast that I do with my partner, Rianne Layton. And that podcast is also available on Apple and Spotify. So I definitely encourage you guys to listen to that as well. And, you know, I was listening to that podcast earlier. I was listening to one of my favorite episodes that we recorded called The Difficulty of Being. And I believe that episode kind of goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about today. It goes hand in hand with vulnerability. It goes hand in hand with reasons why I believe that we're scared to be vulnerable. I think that vulnerability is one of the main things that 
really makes us feel connected and makes us feel human. And I do all this to regain my humanity. I do all this as a way of healing. In the last episode of this podcast, I discussed mental health, I discussed therapy and affordability of therapy, if it's even affordable, which is important to discuss because we all have something that we have to heal from. And when it comes to my art, whether that be painting, photography, writing, doing a podcast, the main purpose behind that is healing. And healing to me is a lot like death. You know that it's coming one day and you just have to live the best that you can until it does. So whenever and in whatever way I choose to create, that requires me to be vulnerable. That requires me to dig deep in and see that darkness and grab it and bring it out. It requires me to just come face to face with the heaviness instead of hiding or running from it. And it's not always easy. Being vulnerable is not an easy thing to do. But through my vulnerability, I find healing. And it's not an overnight thing, at least not in my situations. Healing is never just an overnight thing. Healing comes suddenly and out of nowhere most of the time. And being 28, and not just being 28, but being 28 and being black, I have a lot already to heal from. There's a lot to heal from. There's childhood trauma. And, you know, that's growing up without a dad. That's having a very distant mother. That's being raped my entire childhood. There's also growing up and feeling isolated. There's dealing with the racism that I dealt with throughout my life. There is my marriage that I was in, well, obviously, duh, it's my marriage. You know, there's just a lot. And speaking of marriage, that's one thing that I feel that I barely healed from. You know, when you get married, you never think that you're going to get divorced. You know that it happens, but you just never think that that's going to happen to you. And, you know, there's a movie called Marriage Story. I'm not sure if it's out already. And at first, I didn't want to watch it because it discusses marriage, it discusses divorce, and it takes a very realistic take on it. And when I first heard about it, I wasn't sure that was something I was ready to see. There was just something about it that was really triggering. There was something about it that just really made me feel uneasy. And, you know, at first I said, shut it down and I shut it off. I was like, I don't want to see it. But then I began to really examine why I felt the way I felt. I began to examine my own feelings about marriage. And self-examination, just like vulnerability, is a very lost art. When I find that I'm feeling uncomfortable about something, or I find that I'm feeling angry about something, or I'm feeling any way about anything... Before reacting to it, I began to examine myself, my own thoughts, my own feelings. I began to question, well, why am I feeling this way about this specific thing? So when I did that, I quickly understood that my uncomfortability that came with the concept of marriage story was because there was a lot of 
my marriage that I did not heal from and may not be able to heal from. And the reason why I may not be able to heal from it, at least entirely, is because I'm just one person. A marriage is two people. How I handle something, how I react to something, that's all on me. I can't expect someone else or anyone else to handle things while I handle them. I can't expect anyone to have the same approach as me, have the same accountability or vulnerability or anything. I cannot expect other people to be me because no one else is me. I am me. And that's what makes relationships so difficult to heal from. I remember discussing this a few days ago with one of my friends who is still very happily married. And he has suggested that maybe the reason why marriage story made me feel uncomfortable is because I'm not ready to let go of my marriage or that I'm still attached to that marriage. Which I think, first of all, is just a very shallow way of viewing it. It's really easy to assume that someone isn't over something or they're still attached to it. Because, you know, sometimes it's not that you're attached to that person. I'm not attached to my marriage. I'm attached to the things that happened during it. I'm attached to the things I experienced. I'm attached to the experience, not the person, I guess is a better way and easy way of wording it. And you know, the marriage is a topic that I try to stay away from speaking on because I try to figure out what is a healthy way of verbalizing my experience without bringing the other person down. Being that we have a son, that's the last thing I want to do. I never want to bring her down as a person. And I said, so what makes it tricky is discussing my experience with marriage and in that marriage without coming off as I'm attacking her. And you know, for so long, I didn't speak about it, which I, at first I thought was a healthy way of coping and a healthy way of dealing with it but there was no coping there was no dealing there was no healing I was just suppressing everything which was completely not healthy and in my mind I thought that was the right thing I thought that by me not speaking on it that I was being the good guy that I was not being what society would call typical you know, but it hit a certain point when I realized that I wasn't doing any good by staying quiet. I was more worried about someone else's feelings about my experience than I was about healing from my experience. So yeah, I chose to stay quiet about literally everything. I chose to just swallow my feelings. I chose to just disappear from everyone including myself and if you have ever become a stranger to yourself then you know how that feels it's very heartbreaking to look in the mirror and not recognize who you are or recognize you're not who you want to be or who you used to be and I feel that it's been recent that I've rediscovered who I am that I rediscovered that 
I am a person and not just a person, but I am a good person. Despite all the hard things that I've been through, despite my bad days, you know, I'm still very much a good person. And for so long, I didn't feel that. And I think, once again, that's what triggered me with the concept of marriage story. By being quiet and suppressing my experience and my feelings, I have just convinced myself that I wasn't a good person. You know, towards the end of my marriage, I have, as I said, became a stranger. Close to the end of my marriage, I was emotionally distant. I was mentally distant. I was very, very miserable, very unhappy. And I wasn't the most pleasant person to be around. I wouldn't speak to the person I was married to. I wouldn't be there. I wasn't there mentally. I wasn't there emotionally. wasn't there spiritually. I was just a body there. And of course, being that other person, that that can hurt. In a lot of ways, that's emotional abuse. So that right there is very hard to accept. It's very hard to acknowledge. And it's very hard to hold yourself accountable to it. But I do. I hold myself accountable. I can admit that towards the end of my marriage, I was not a good person. Wasn't a good person at all. Hell, I wasn't even a person at all. I didn't feel like a person. So when I think about how in many ways I was emotionally abusive, I was distant. And when I think about how that plays on somebody's mental, absolutely that's rough. And when that's all that I have heard or all that I have focused on, of course, I would not see myself as a good person. But then, you know, it started to hit a point when I started to sit there and think or reflect and go, I wasn't always that person. So how did I become that person? And that right there was the million dollar question. That question allowed me to find answers. That question allowed me to find some sort of healing. When I asked myself, how did I become that person and recognize that I wasn't always that person, it allowed me to, once again, dig deep down inside of me and come face to face with that darkness. One of the oldest sayings in the world goes, there's two sides to every story. And what made the concept of marriage story so difficult? What made healing from my marriage so difficult was, yes, there's two sides to every story, but the realization that if I do not tell my side of the story, it will never be heard. One of the heaviest realizations that I have come to terms with, which of course wasn't easy, was that I stayed in my marriage even though I knew I did not want any part of it. 
I stayed in my marriage because I believed that I was doing the right thing by staying. And you know, looking back on that, looking back on that decision, it's so hard to acknowledge or recognize that it was the wrong decision. And if I didn't make that decision, I could have saved so many people from hurt. I could have saved myself from the hurt. I could have saved my ex-wife from the hurt. I could have saved my son from the hurt. Oh, I can feel myself tear up. I can feel myself going to cry because I'm going to share something that I didn't expect to share. I'm going to share why I carry such a heavy parental guilt. Um, for those that do not know, I have a son who's turning five this month and my son came from my first marriage. For those who do know me, you know that I love my son, but you don't know exactly how much I love my son. So when I found out that I was gonna become a parent for the first time, it was a very strange experience because number one, I was so happy that I was going to have a kid. You know, I was gonna finally be a dad I didn't know I didn't have one growing up and I thought about being a dad my entire life it's what I wanted my entire life but I was so unhappy in my marriage and so unhappy with the person that I was married to that I just felt jaded and you know what I'm sharing as I said earlier I'm not sharing for anyone to attack her I'm not sharing this to throw dirt on her name. As I said, I'm just speaking my experience. I'm just telling my side of the story. The person that I was married to was not a good person. She wasn't a good person at this time. While she was seeing me, she was also engaged to somebody. And I didn't know. And anytime I got the idea that there was someone else she would flip out on me she will tell me i'm acting crazy she will tell me that i should trust her and you know i was so insecure when i was younger that i really believed that i couldn't do better i believed that this was the best i was going to get so yeah i just just kind of told myself to believe her even though I knew that I was right I told myself to believe her so she was engaged while she was seeing me and she was just continuously lying about it and when we got married I thought okay you know maybe that's behind us you know maybe those days are done and like Things are finally turned around. Things are great. And that was just me being young and stupid. Because she still very much was the same person. We had moved into her mom's house after we was married. And her mom absolutely hated me. Her entire family probably hates me now. And, you know, that's fine. 
that's not what I'm doing this for. But we moved into her mom's house, and I remember telling her that the only way I would move into her mom's house was if her mom knew that we was married. And she told me that she knew that she knew that we was married. She told me that she told her mom her mom was happy for us and that she was giving us the house kind of as a wedding gift. So I was like, all right, sick. You know, when we got there, everything just felt really cool until her mom saw my wedding ring. And when she saw my wedding ring, she flipped the fuck out. And I was confused because I was just like, wait, she told me that you knew. She told me that this house was a wedding gift. And her mom was like, no, I didn't know. Her mom was just like, how would I know that? Why would I know that? She didn't tell me that. And at that moment, I was so crushed because here I was married to someone who just continued to lie on me, continued to cheat on me, continued to just make me feel crazy and I didn't deserve that at that time I thought I did God younger me deserves a slap because I didn't deserve any of that nobody deserves that at all anyways fast forward some time later I'm realizing that I'm just miserable I'm realizing that I don't want to be married to this person. I don't want to speak to this person. I was just completely unhappy. And I was super Christian at this time, so I didn't really believe in divorce, or at least I thought I didn't believe in divorce. I thought like divorce was this really bad thing. So I was just so miserable and contemplating suicide every single day. And, you know, I just made the decision like, hey, you know what? I don't want this anymore. So I told her, hey, I want a divorce. I don't want to be married anymore. And, you know, she was like, well, you know, I'm pregnant. And I said, well, that's fine. I'm still going to be here for my son. I just don't want to be with you. And what happened next really reshaped my entire life. After I told her that I would still be here for my son, but I didn't want to be with her anymore, She told me that if I was to leave her, if I was to leave her and leave this marriage, that she would get an abortion. And that crushed me. So I had a choice to make. Either leave this unhealthy, unhappy marriage, heal from it, and maybe one day find happiness, or stay here. And the price of this decision was a life. Do I leave this unhappy marriage and my kid doesn't exist anymore? Or do I stay in this marriage, hope for the best, and try to figure it out? And my son lives. So I stayed. And I said, I thought that was the right decision. And looking back, 
it was a terrible decision. A very terrible decision to make. And that hurts because I know that if I would have left, that nothing that's happening now would happen. And, you know, that's such a tricky thing. If I would have left, she would have gotten an abortion, I wouldn't be celebrating his fifth birthday this year. But if I would have left, then he wouldn't be going through what he's going through now. You know, like, me and his mom are no longer together. We're both in relationships and serious relationships. And, you know, we're going to court. We're scheduling visitation. And, you know, he was so used to seeing me every day. And every time I have to leave, he cries. And that kills me every time. Because the only reason that I even stayed was because of him. And now I barely get to see him. And yeah, you know, I wake up every day with that hurt. I go to bed every day with that hurt. I deal with this every day. And, you know, I still would see him every day and have him every day if I chose to stay. But honestly, I wouldn't see him every day. I know for a fact that if I would have stayed in that marriage, I would have killed myself. I would have killed myself. And he wouldn't have a dad who's alive. And it's so crazy to realize that if I didn't leave my marriage, I would have killed myself. That's so hard to accept. It's so hard to admit. And I said, this is something that I just never spoke about. I told myself that if I speak about these things that I don't know like if I spoke about these things that everything would get worse but I realized if I didn't speak about these things nothing will ever get better and you know staying in that marriage for my son I said first felt like the smart decision felt right I felt like it was a very noble thing to do and um Looking back, I sit there and I'm like, wow, if I didn't stay, I wouldn't have became that distant person that my ex-wife had to deal with. Because as she got better as a person, I just became empty. As she became better, I just became worse. Because as I said, I was feeling stuck I was in this marriage not because I wanted to be but because I felt that I had to be I felt that I had to stay in this marriage in order for my son to be okay and you know she she's a great mother like don't take that the wrong way she's a great mother but what I mean is in order for my son to be born, I had to make the choice of staying in the marriage. And then here I am so attached to my son. And it's like in order for that bond to grow and in order 
for me to continue to be the father that he needs and the father I want to be, I felt that I had to stay in that marriage because if I was to leave that marriage, I would not be able to see him as much. And that right there made me stay in the marriage even longer. And you know, I put on the brave face. I put on the brave face, I put on the fake smiles. I did what I thought I had to do in order to be there for my son. But by me doing this to be there for my son, it caused me to not be there for myself. It caused me to not be there for my ex-wife. And, you know, one day I realized I have to go. I have to leave this. And that's what happened. I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And whatever happens, happens. I knew that by me leaving, that meant giving up seeing my son full time. But I knew I had to do it. I knew I had to do it in order to become the father that my son deserved. You know, by me being there, cool, I could be a dad and a good dad. But by me staying in a marriage, I would not be the dad that he deserves to have. So yeah, it was a tough decision, but boom, I did it. I did it. And you know, after the marriage ended, and you know, later down the line, I met Rhiannon. And you know, it's a great relationship. It's great. And you know, it took me so long to accept that it was great. And it took me so long to really come out of my shell because I was so traumatized by my marriage that relationships had seemed pointless. I saw that there was no point. I thought that, you know, I didn't deserve anything good. I was still very much under the mentality that I was the bad guy. And because I was the bad guy, I didn't deserve happiness. And you know, I was very open with Rhiannon about the marriage that I was still legally in. I was very open about the trauma. I was very open about the pain. You know, I was very open about my fear. And that was so difficult to do because I spent so many years closed up. I spent so many years in my shell that I didn't know how to be open. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. So learning how to be vulnerable again was so tough. Learning how to feel what I feel and say what I feel and just really talk about it and not hide behind a mask was so difficult for me to do. But I learned to do it because I said that I deserved it. I said that my son deserved it. I said that Rhiannon is not my ex. Rhiannon is a completely different person. And she deserves, she deserves the love that I was hiding. She deserves the side of me that I gave to someone else. She deserves the love that I was giving to someone else. And just, wow, when I came to that realization, I started the healing process. And the healing process wasn't easy. 
it wasn't easy it wasn't overnight it wasn't quick it was a very long 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 process that i'm lucky that rihanna was in my corner for um i remember finally accepting that the marriage was over after i want to say a few months of not being sure a few months of dating one person and still wanting to be with my ex um you know there was a time i'll be very transparent here and um there was a time where i was you know occasionally sleeping with my ex i was seeing this person and you know at this time i wasn't ready to be in a serious relationship with Rhiannon and you know I didn't know that was something that I even wanted or she even wanted but you know like there was a time where yeah like I was involved with multiple people and um you know I didn't hide it I'm not I'm not a hider you know I'm I'm very 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 transparent you know when it came to Rhiannon I told her like hey you know obviously you know the story with my ex you know I'm kind of involved with this person you know I value and I care about you and I don't want to be confused if I hop in a relationship I don't want to just jump in it blindly I want to be ready for it and you know I just don't think that I'm ready for it and I said, although I wasn't proud of what I was doing, I was proud of the fact that I could admit that I was being this person, that I was doing these things. I was proud at the fact that I could tell her, hey, you know, I'm not doing something I'm proud of, but I'm owning up to it. And then from that, you know, and I, and I guess, you know, just to talk about it quickly, um, I guess I felt liberated by having options. I felt liberated by sleeping with my ex and, you know, trying to figure out if that's what I wanted to do, if I wanted to be with her again. Um, dating this person occasionally, see how I felt about that. You know, I, I felt liberated because I felt that I finally had control of my life again. I control what I wanted to do. Um, it was a very, very strange situation. Um, very stressful. It was tough. But I said, you know, I was very transparent and I made sure that the people I was involved with, I said, like, I didn't hide it. I made sure I let them know, like, hey, you know, this is the situation this is what's currently going on in my life. And um, if you don't want any part of this, I completely understand. And we don't have to pursue anything. You know, I gave them a choice. And looking back, I'm glad I gave them a choice. And I realized I gave them the choice because I didn't have a choice in my marriage. And before I was married to this person, I didn't have the choice. You know, 
she never told me, hey, I'm engaged. I'm not really in love with the person I'm engaged with, but I'm engaged to this person. And if you choose to stick around like you can, or if you don't want any part of this, you're able to leave. You know, I was never given that choice. I was never given the option to choose if I wanted to be a part of that mess or not. And with all my mess, you know, during that time that time period, the mess I was going through and the mess I was, I still was giving people the option to be a part of my mess or not. You know, I didn't hide my mess. I didn't force anyone to be a part of my mess. I gave them the option. And, you know, I think that was a major part of the healing, as strange as that sounds. Giving someone the option to choose this potential hurt. You know, eventually, of course, like, obviously, you guys know the story. Eventually... I decided that Rhiannon was the person that I wanted to be with. And I knew the entire time Rhiannon was the person I wanted to be with. But as I said, I was scared of being in a very serious relationship again. I was very, very, very scared. And um, once I made that decision, I just focused on that. I didn't focus strictly on the relationship, but... I took away the other distractions. I removed myself from it. And I just really began to like heal and work on myself. And, you know, fix the things I didn't like about myself. Correct the wrongs, right the wrongs, however you want to word it. Um, and, you know, I said I was very open with Rhiannon about how I was feeling about getting the divorce and everything. And she actually helped me a lot through that process. And, you know, just as a friend, not as a romantic partner, but as a friend, which is truly what I needed the entire time. Um, I remember being in my room and I put everything that reminded me of my ex and everything that came from my ex, everything that I bought during that time period. I put it, you know, and that's that was clothes, that was cameras that was vinyls I bought. Um, there was a time where I bought vinyls every month that I was separated, you know? And I put all this stuff that reminded me of her in a bag and I took it to Goodwill and I just left it. I was like, a lot of this stuff is clean. These vinyls are unopened. Here you go. And, you know, that was me getting rid of the memories. That was me going, you know what, that was my past, it's time to move forward, um, wow, this is the longest podcast that I've done, that's, that's so crazy, usually I do like 20 minutes, and you know, it's just, hey, I'm gonna say this real quick, and I'm gonna leave, but, um, as I said, as I become more myself, and I become more vulnerable, and as I begin to heal more, I think that is what allows me to do this to have a longer episode and to share what I share and I look forward to doing this more I look forward to these longer conversations I feel that these are so much more intimate and you know 
I think that I talked off your ear enough today. So I guess I'll close it off by saying there's a lot of things in life that you'll go through that's really, really hard. A lot of choices you'll make that you feel in that moment are the right choice. And later you'll realize it's one of the worst choices you made. Um, And that's going to hurt a lot. But with hurt comes the opportunity to heal. And with healing comes truly living. And that is the brew of the day. See you next time.